we brought the levels of carbonation down, but also bringing in ingredients like basmati rice to give it a super smooth finish. We wanted it to be a beverage that, you know, non-beer drinkers also perhaps we can convert them. So people like our mom or, you know, like an Indian auntie. And I think because of that, we've definitely been able to win over um, some really cool segments where beer might have not been their poison of choice to begin with. Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea Pineda Salgado. Like many of us, Van and Samit Sharma returned home to live with family at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. For the brothers, home meant Maine. And since their parents run one of the oldest Indian restaurants in the state, home also meant helping out with the family business. That work led them to a new venture, an Indian beer brand called Rupee. And now the brothers are on a mission to bring Indian beer to a wider audience. Today, you can find Rupee across New England and also here in New York City at independent liquor stores, various Indian restaurants, and even places like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. Today, Epicenter editorial manager Daniel Himes talks to Van, who now lives in New York, about why they decided to launch an Indian beer and what's next. So I was hoping you could start by telling me a bit about yourself. I saw that you're a former aspiring diplomat, and now you have a beer company. Can you kind of tell me about that journey? Diplomacy to beer. I always wanted to be doing something in sort of the diplomatic world. I hated everything in school aside from current affairs, world politics. Those types of things were always really fascinating for me. And being Indian, you're supposed to be really good at math <laughs> and you're supposed to love science. And I didn't like any of those things. So I always kind of knew that a teacher always said that should be your niche. So you know, I discovered like political science and international relations. And that's kind of, you know, I got into Maud Lewin. So that's really where I developed a passion for the world and also coming from a family that's pretty global as well. And the plan was I was trying to move to Washington, D.C., Nothing got back, right? Like I was, it was finding it so hard to get a job at the World Bank or the, you know, just like government agencies or specific embassies. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to take the first job offer that I get. And it happened to be uh, in London where I was born. Uh, but also like, they were like, you know, they asked me a question. They were like, do you know what sales is? And I was like, yeah, sure. I know what sales is. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, I thought sales was like selling jeans at the mall. I didn't realize like sales was like a, you know, pick up a phone, you have relationships with clients, et cetera. So yeah, essentially for like eight years, I launched a career working in corporate sales in different sales environments. That led to, yeah, having a, a startup in London, which I exited and this time doing it with beer. Okay. Did you grow up in London? Uh, born in the UK. And then my parents moved around a little bit. So they used to live in Germany for 10 years. And then when the Berlin Wall fell, which is when I was born, uh, my parents uh, left Germany to come to England to have me. Uh, and then from there, they took like, a family vacation randomly to America and they went to Maine. And they didn't know what Maine was back then. And they ended up randomly just changing their lives and moving to, to Portland, Maine, where my dad went on to uh, yeah open the state's first Indian restaurants. So my dad's always been a restaurateur. When he left India, when he was like 20-something years old, he wanted to get out um, and go see the world. So yeah, he ended up in Amsterdam and then kind of just got into the world of hospitality and and the culinary world that way. Okay. So did you grow up working in the restaurant? Yeah. So I guess, one of my, I mean, yeah, I guess when you're in a family business, you do whatever you got to do in terms of helping out where you can. And so you said you went from startup to like starting this startup, but why did you feel like there was an opening for this rupee beer? 
Yeah. So it's actually tied to the Indian restaurant world. Uh, when I was younger growing up and my parents used to always bring me to the restaurant, I was always really fascinated with like the beverage side and seeing all these interesting, you know, brands and beers. And I wasn't obviously old enough to drink. Uh, but all these Indian beers that are available in the market never were able to sell in Maine because uh, distributors just said, hey, listen, in, 19, in the 1990s, like that's such a random request to, to ship and distribute Indian beer in a very homogenous state like Maine. There wasn't much appetite, zero to little diversity. So things have changed since then. So I, I always had that in the back of my head. And then when I came back from living in London for, for almost a decade, and my little brother used to live in Australia, when we came back during COVID-19, I had just sold a startup. I didn't really know what I was doing, and I like to keep busy. So I just randomly was in Maine, um, started helping out with my dad and you know helping kind of navigate the world of hospitality as it was changing in, in COVID, right? Um, so, you know, helping even just with like streamlining ordering and implementing new like ordering systems, et cetera. And I noticed the same problem basically pop up again, where all these beer companies just weren't sending beer to America because of like the supply chain disruption. It's just, it was really hard to get exotic products to this part of the world. So all these old customers that have been around for like three decades, et cetera, were like, Hey, like where's Taj Mahal beer or where can I get Kingfisher? And we just didn't have those options available got us thinking we're like hey like we should do something and take an idea and come up with a better product a product better than the normal you know standard very traditional legacy brands from india and yeah that's made for the food we grew up with and have you spent much time in india so yeah my dad would bring me there we're from a place in northern india called punjab um so i'm punjabi and yeah we've always had um i think at home growing up my parents especially in a place like maine um i think they were always really concerned that their children or will perhaps lose touch with the, you know, the, the, the country they came from. So they, I think, worked really extra hard to make sure that we know as much as, you know, as much about the homeland as possible. And is beer drinking a big part of Indian culture? It's become now. So if you look at stats, um, India now is the third largest alcohol consumer in the world. So there always has been a consumption culture there. And now you're seeing in big cities like Bombay or Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore, a very emerging craft beer scene emerging with not only millennials, but an older demographic as well. Would you ever want to or try to distribute rupee beer in India? We're fighting right now. <laughs> yeah. So we're, our, our legal team is, uh, yeah, our legal team is on it. We have a, lo- a legal team in India. As you can imagine, to get, so rupee is the official currency of India mm-hmm. and also um, eight other countries around the world. Um, so we're trademarked in the United States, 28 countries in the European Union, the UK, and right now we're on the track to be a trademarked in like Canada, Mexico, other markets in Asia. Would you potentially have to change the name of it? If, if... Oh, well, I'm hoping not to go down that route. <laughs> okay. So you said you wanted to make a beer that was different from these legacy brands and maybe has a different flavor. Can you tell me kind of what sets your beer apart? We've invested a lot in the actual uh, manufacturing, recipe development, and more so the team as well. So we teamed up with, and we knew that we weren't brewers, uh, so we knew that we had to partner with folks that actually knew what they were doing and were good at it. So we teamed up and we're grateful. We were able to find a gentleman named Alan Pugsley. Um, he's often dubbed as the Johnny Appleseed of craft brewing. Um, so he's actually a British American. He actually lives in Maine um, and he's launched over 80 different craft breweries around the world. You might, if you've ever had like pumpkin head beer, he invented pumpkin head mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other things. One of the former co-founders of Shipyard as well. And the fact that he's British was huge because English people love beer, but they also equally love Indian food. 
right. chicken tikka masala is the national dish of England. So he totally was like invested in this and he understood exactly what we were hoping to do. Um, so through that, yeah, very influential. We spent almost a year looking at different beers around the world, what we liked, what we didn't like, mm-hmm. but also what the market didn't have. Yeah, so lower levels of carbonation. The worst thing you can do is if you're at an Indian restaurant, maybe even a Thai restaurant, is take an extremely mass-produced gassy beer and pair it with something that's really heavy. So if you're eating butter chicken and then you get some naan and then you get like a samosa, those are all really heavy items. And the worst thing you can do is take something gassy and carbonated. So we brought the levels of carbonation down to alleviate a lot of that indigestion, but also bringing in ingredients like basmati rice to give it a super smooth finish. Um, and also, we wanted it to be a beverage that you know, non-beer drinkers also, perhaps we can convert them. So people like our mom or you know, like an Indian auntie. And I think because of that, we've definitely been able to win over um, some really cool segments where beer might have not been their poison of choice to begin with. And it's slow brewed? Slow brewed. The lagers are always going to have a lot longer of a time to ferment. So we're using three types of hops. And from that, uh, the actual brewing process takes four to five weeks. Um, yeah, giving it a very smooth finish, some herbal tasting notes, um, and more importantly, just a very light, crisp, and refreshing product. Okay. And can you remind me where the beer is available right now? Which states? Yes, we're in 10 markets. So going down, uh, they're all on the East Coast. So Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Connecticut, and launching in Pennsylvania. Where in New York City can people buy this beer? We're in a bunch of local mom-and-pop, independent-owned liquor stores, beer stores, but also we're in a handful of various Indian restaurants across the city, also in the surrounding areas as well. Long Island, Staten Island, it's a diversified mix. Uh, And also we're in select Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, Costco, and Total Wine. And what is your favorite Indian dish to pair rupee beer with? Wow, great question. I I feel like I'm really basic. (laughs) Some butter chicken and some good good butter naan. Um, I'm Punjabi, so that's like a murg makhni in Hindi or Punjabi. So if I'm having a bad day, butter chicken is just going to make it so much better. To learn more about Rupee or find where you can purchase some to try, visit rupeebeer.com. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting us as we do our best to support our community. We couldn't do it without you. And if you're not already a member, sign up today by using the link in our show notes. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website linked to in our podcast description.